Hey everybody, Matt Johnson here, the creator and director of New Frequency, welcoming you to another episode of our podcast. It is Halloween month here at the program, so we are hitting you with all of our favorite horror pieces. And this one tonight, a really gnarly one for you called, I Peeled Her Flesh. Mm, doesn't <laughs> yes. get any gnarlier. Nope, I Peeled Her Flesh. There we go. You just heard his voice. It's the star of the piece, James Napoli, once again. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome, New Frequency podcast listeners. And uh, as always, thank you, New Frequency cast and crew. Yes, they are always wonderful. So I peeled her flesh. I mean, it, it, it pretty much sets up uh, what this piece is going to be right away. Uh, I don't and think yet it's, it's not quite how it sounds. Absolutely. So you definitely have to listen. It's about a man who starts to believe that his wife is not necessarily what she appears to be and the sort of madness that he goes into. And boy, we got pretty mad. Yeah, we certainly did. It was a trip hearing me do this again. Yeah. uh, Hearing the recording of it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I felt like to some degree, the reason I could make it a good performance was your writing, Matt. You're the one who wrote this one. Thank you. And it really struck me uh, hearing it again to prepare for this podcast that you, to me, we're channeling one of the great all-time radio writers, whose name was Willis Cooper. Ah, yes. And for those who don't know, uh, he wrote uh, a famous piece that we've aired here, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Called The Thing on the Forbal Board. Yeah. And uh, he was very famous for writing these monologue-driven, single-character, going-through-something-weird stories. Right, yes. And he did it really well, and I think, Matt, you did a... <laughs> equally fine job with this so I well think, done I think we were in that mode of I think this piece was written about the time we recorded a thing on the formal board and I think maybe I was kind of kind of in that mode of that sort of dark Willis Cooper world I was always amazed in hearing his pieces how dark he went back in like the 50s yeah you know? I know I mean he went way way out there if you haven't heard some of his his pieces on the old lights out program definitely go check out Willis Cooper and I think he was sort of a mad individual uh, in real life are you comparing yourself to <laughs> No, I'm actually saying I think I'm. I think I, I think that's where I kind of you know countered. You channeled him. You're yes, not him. I channeled him. But for this piece in particular, I remember I wanted to sort of write like a really. I wanted to go a little bit darker with with some of our our pieces, like kind of get a little bit more graphic and gnarly with them mm-hmm. to kind of make us stand out a little bit more. And I think for this one. It was one. This is great. It was one of the only times that like I decided. I'm going to have some wine before I drink. <laughs> and normally I don't do that. Normally I'm just a very strict like writer. So I used to live in a, at, at a great little house over on Buena Vista Street in Burbank by Disney Studios. And so I went in my backyard there and I drank like a whole bunch of wine. And I'm like, I'm going to have a cigar. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. So like I was totally hopped up on like wine and like, you know, tobacco high. And I went in there and just sort of let this piece flow from me. I, I had had the idea already, but just sort of in that state, it just kind of like came out for me and I typed it as quickly as I possibly could. And the next morning I remember reading it going, what did I write <laughs> Last and yet, night. listen to it. It works very effectively. Yeah, it worked. It works. It worked out very well. So I definitely don't don't recommend anybody, you know, you know, imbibing before writing. But in that particular one, I don't know why it just struck me. Maybe I was channeling Willis Cooper because I knew he was a very tormented. Or the Beatles, individual. because yes. we wouldn't have Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds that without those true. initials. That's that all I can true. say. Uh, an interesting story about this recording you're about to hear is that we were doing this. Sh- show and you were not able to be there we were going to have another guest star perform this piece and he actually dropped out two days before the show 
um, because he got another gig. And so James came in on the day of, of the show and performed this piece, I think, with only one rehearsal. So bravo to you. Oh, nice. I, I don't even remember yeah, that. Yeah. Do you do <laughs> any, any, any idea of sort of like, you know, did you even have any time to sort of think about the character or was it just like getting on with the whirlwind and going? I think that was probably it. <laughs> I'm stepping in and I'm going to bring this whatever interpretation I can. I think I brought some sort of wry humor to what you Yeah, wrote, I think so. you did too. I think you brought out a lot more of of the sort of dryness that I had thought about that character. It's easy just to sort of kind of play his madness, but you kind of sort of found this sort of like witty sort of like dryness that you're so good at being able to mm-hmm. do with your characters. And I think it kind of elevated it to another level. So congratulations. <laughs> and to you, sir. Yes. Let's give a listen. I say we give this one a listen. You will enjoy this one. Listen for the particular uh, gnarly sound effect of, of human skin being pulled off a human and just a little insight uh, you know here into the new frequency folia foley pit we created that by by making a very long strip of velcro on a on a piece of wood that we put very oh, close yeah. to the microphone and slowly rip down the seam as you'll see in here in the piece so james thanks for joining me you got it enjoy this one out there everybody it is called i peeled her flesh <laughs> New Frequency, a theater of the mind on the air. On the air. In three. It's coming. Pretty clever. In two. Overcome by a dreadful, dreadful, dreadful curiosity. In one. New Frequency. It's like nothing I have ever experienced. Ladies and gentlemen, we are taking you deep into the dark night. One of those evenings where you're laying in bed, reflecting on your day. But be careful how curious you get in those moments, because you never know what you'll find. As we see in, I Peeled Her Flesh. I've always considered myself a morning person. Hardworking, rational, perhaps even a bit boring. The night has never been anything more to me than a time for sleep, and sleep merely a just reward for a day's labor. But as with many nights of late, I found sleep elusive. On that night, the night it all began, Nyla, my wife, slept soundly beside me, her skin pale and the sheet of moonlight cast through the bedroom window. Midnight. This new day marked the occasion of our second wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, Nyla. Mm, what? Oh, uh, yeah, happy anniversary. Mm. My fingers glided over the curve of her hip as I traced the ridge of her spine. As I stroked the back of her neck beneath the spill of long brown hair, I made... I made a startling discovery. Originally, it felt like a large, poorly healed scar. But upon observation, it appeared to be more of a seem. My mind reeled. How many times had I touched or even kissed this exact spot without discovering this strange mark? I stared at the seam for several minutes, as if by finally seeing it clearly I might somehow deduce its origin. I felt an unsettling compulsion well up within me. Overcome by a dreadful curiosity, I tugged gently at the sides of the seam and it came apart. My God, it came apart, quite easily, as if barely sealed. Nyla slept on. Trembling, 
I peeled her flesh, separating the skin no more than an inch. And suddenly, a soft glow shone from the wound, crystal blue, casting an almost imperceptible warmth across my face. A panic gripped me, and I quickly pulled the elders together again. They seemed to knit together instantly. Then, abruptly, as if overpowered by a strange and mysterious force, I quite easily fell asleep. The next morning, I didn't even hear the alarm go off. Nyla did. Oh, look at him. Happy anniversary, sleepyhead. Nyla began to rush through the morning, cooking breakfast while juggling stacks of paperwork brought home from her office. So I tell him, sir, I'm only one person. I can't do it all. And what do you think he says? Nothing. Typical. I swear they're trying to pull me apart. What do you think? Davin? Huh? Are you okay? You haven't said a word all morning. Yeah, I'm, uh... you sleep okay? Oh, God, I was out as soon as my head hit the pillow. You? Uh, yeah. Me too. Good. Oh, God, I'm late. As she left for work, she pecked my forehead with a cursory kiss. See you tonight. Grab the dishes, please. Bye. She seemed to have no awareness of the past night's event. Perhaps I had dreamed the whole thing. That evening, we celebrated our anniversary with a night out on the town. It was a quaint, typical night, the kind any couple would have. Flowers. Oh, Davin, they're beautiful. Dinner. And for you, ma'am? Uh, I'll take the split pea soup. Mm-hmm. And you, sir? New York strip, rare. Very good. Increasing responsibilities at our workplaces had greatly diminished our time together. This was our first night out and probably our first real conversation in months. A toast to us. To us. Mm. As we danced after dinner, briefly slid my hand behind her neck in search of the seam. I felt it there, but quickly pulled away. I did not want to arouse her suspicions. A lovely evening, Davin, but we really should go. I have some paperwork to go over before bed. Okay, fine. Later, after a weary bout of uninspired, almost obligatory sex, my wife quickly fell into her usual sound sleep. Of course, the seam was still there. This time I pulled it apart without fear and with little tenderness. The bottom of the wound split wide, easily tearing along her spine. My wife slept on, even as the blue light within her spilled out to fill the room. Emboldened, I shucked the skin from her body. It was surprisingly loose like that of a boiled chicken and came off in one piece. I closed my eyes as I pulled her face away dropping the skin to the ground in a lump. But when I opened my eyes, I saw a new being rise from the folds of discarded flesh. She was indescribably beautiful, graceful, unearthly, silent, completely alien to my now tearing eyes. Her blue skin translucent and luminous. Without speaking, we immediately fell together into blissful lovemaking, our limbs slipping slightly on the discarded skin beneath us. It was perfect. So pure. Afterwards, as before, 
I felt myself falling strangely into a deep sleep. As my eyelids drifted closed, I saw the glowing form climb back into the pile of skin and begin to pull it on like a stretched sweater. Thankfully, I... I nodded off before she reached the head. My wife rose before dawn, as usual, showing no awareness of the previous night's events. Honey, I'm leaving now. Want me to put a pot of coffee on for you? Honey? I feigned sleep as she left for work. Okay, then. See you tonight. But a cloud of guilt settled over me. Had I cheated on my wife? Could that even be possible? Wasn't that strange, beautiful creature still my wife? Those thoughts were soon crowded out of my mind by the desire to be with that new wife, that night wife, again, as soon as possible. Over the coming days, I did anything I could to tire out my wife. Anything to get to the night wife. If she wasn't worn out enough after work, I would take her dancing. It's a salsa club, honey, you'll love it. Okay. We'd go jogging. Come on, Nyla, keep up. Uh, slow down. Or out drinking. Bartender, two more shots. No, Davin, please. We've got to get home. Then night after night, the nightwife would emerge. Emerge from the seam to envelop me in her secret world. We made love with a fervor unmatched even in the earliest days of my marriage. And day after day, the daywife would wake feeling ever more fatigued. Oh, what a night. Her skin looked Fashion and ill-fitting. God, look at me. I can't go to work looking like this. Exhaustion made her surly and bitter. Maybe while I do work, you can do something around here for a change. I began to suspect that she knew of the nightwife all along, but she never spoke of it. In fact, we hardly spoke at all anymore. One night, after our usual encounter, the nightwife fell asleep beside me without climbing back into the day wife's skin. Seconds passed, though it felt like an eternity in my mind's eye. Then I rose and folded the day wife's skin into a bundle, careful to bury the face. It was surprisingly light as I walked downstairs and tossed it into a roaring fireplace. I watched the bundle curl into oily tendrils of smoke like burning plastic. I had not killed my wife. My wife was asleep in our bed. I repeated those words over and over in my mind. I had not killed my wife. I turned to return to bed when... Oh! My God, you, you scared me. The nightwife was suddenly in the corner. Her hand rose as if searching for me. And she levitated across the room. The shaft of light that was her feet only an inch off the ground. I grabbed her and we held each other close. Though the smell from the fireplace was nearly unbearable, I had never been so happy. I could only say, I love you. She opened her mouth slightly, a shaft of light shooting across the room, and for the first time, I heard her speak. That's your name? I never knew. It's so beautiful. Will you stay with me forever? The night became like a daze as we made love once again. The nightwife's glow mixing with the orange flames of the fire to create an intricate dance on the walls. In those moments, it felt as if we were one being, eternal, 
Afterward, as always, I drifted into a deep sleep. And that brings me to this morning. I woke, surprisingly refreshed, alert, full of life. And I noticed the nightwife, excuse me, the wife, was not lying beside me. I went into the kitchen. No one. Then the office. Empty. The guest room. Nothing. Like a madman, I tore the house apart. Searching, looking, calling. Desperation became panic. Okay, okay, get a hold of yourself. Everything is fine. She'll probably be back tonight. That's right. She'll be back tonight. She always comes out at night. Just calm down. You'll see her soon. Soon. She wouldn't leave you. You are one. I went into the bathroom to wash my face. Anything to remain calm. Just now, looking in the mirror, I realized that my jaw was sore. I touched it gently. Skin was loose, very loose. And then I felt it, an unmistakable seam. Signing off in three, two, one.